Welcome to Mindshock True Crime. This is Bruce McGuire. And Maxwell Powers. And we're going to go over a very interesting topic. One that has caused much debate online. The pros and cons of online sleuthing. <laughs> As always, if you like the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the links in the description. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. If you like the podcast, hit the like button. Feel free to share it across social media platforms. Questions, comments, thoughts, or insults, just drop them in the comments section. And make sure to like our Facebook page. You can also check us out, Twitter, Reddit, Patreon. And patrons do get priority in requests for subjects and or podcast hosts. I know a lot of people are dying for Maxwell's thoughts on a whole slew of subjects. <laughs> All right, so Maxwell, what do you think? Online sleuthing. Ever since the rise of the internet, I mean, before the internet, I guess people were kind of sitting around their living rooms that watch some true crime TV, maybe discuss it over a couple of beers or at the bar, like latest news, serial killers. But since the rise of the internet, I mean, it seems like people are actually trying to solve cases, not just give their opinions on it, but move cases forwards, raise awareness for missing persons or victims of crimes that have as yet remained unsolved. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I need to know what sleuthing means. <laughs> uh, a sleuth is a detective. Sleuthing would be doing detective work. Trying to figure out, trying to solve cases, crime solving. Gotcha. You never heard the expression a sleuth? It's it's you know, Sherlock Holmes is a sleuth. <laughs> um, I've seen it. I just didn't know what it meant. Okay. Well, now that you know, <laughs> uh, what I think online about detectives, it. armchair detectives is another uh, term popularized online. Like armchair quarterback, you know, coaching sports teams. Armchair detectives, people doing detective work from the comfort of their armchair or computer desk chair. Or nowadays, just their phone. So everything's <laughs> everything's mobile. So from from wherever, from their car, from their job, place of work, or school, they're just sleuthing. Gotcha. Um, well, I think I think with the rise of the internet, it's just easier to share and discover new information. So you can do detective work from the uh, from your desk, from your phone. Um, especially with mobile devices now, it gives people mobility and and free, more free time. Well, to access their and be more productive in their free time. So, Well, actually, now that you brought that specific aspect up, I mean, those that criticize online sleuths, I mean, I guess we might as well go with the negative first. They throw speculation at various innocent people, you know, like in Maura Murray, I mean, some people are just accusing Rick Forcier or whoever with no evidence, or they're accusing Butch Atwood. Obviously, on our mind, on our podcast, we don't we we clearly state that we don't know what happened. Anybody could be the good guy or the bad guy. But other people online, bloggers, other podcasters seem to pinpoint certain individuals and say, "Oh, they killed this person," or "They're the perpetrator." So, and and that's kind of an invasion of privacy to an extent because that can interfere with their personal life, with their business life, if they're being accused of crimes online. I mean, it hasn't seemed to stop OJ too much, but other people, you know, innocent people who have never been even been in court, never even been accused formally, never been tried, convicted, or even subpoenaed in many cases, are being theorized as being murderers. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, well, I think it's the, it's the nature of things. Um, you know, people come to conclusions too quickly. Um, 
That's a good point as well. Just because they go by their uh, emotions, if they think someone looks suspicious, they're just going to accuse them of doing it. <laughs> yeah, and they'll collect a couple of uh, data about a person and then they just base it on that and that's it. <laughs> yeah. On the plus side, we have what you were, what you were saying is that cold case units or even police detectives, there's so many, there's only so many hours in a day. And if there's only one unit or one individual assigned to a cold case, how much progress can they really make? Whereas if there's hundreds of people online donating countless hours of their free time to the case, possibly even calling in tips, discovering witnesses, making connections that police officers never made, that could really push a case forward. So some people would argue, and I'm not 100% sure if this is my position. I guess it's my position because even if, even if there's a whole bunch of gossip and speculation about people, which there always will be because the Internet's the Internet, there'll always be that. But just because that happens in certain cases, is that con worth the pro of other cases being solved and a peace of mind or some kind of closure of any kind being given to families who have suffered for years, if not decades, by not knowing what happened to their loved ones? If online sleuthing pushes that forward, which it does, I mean, even in the Stephen Avery case, there have been online bloggers that have submitted information to Zellner that she wasn't aware of. Uh, I'm not sure if that was ever revealed. There was a couple of Reddits that certain information was submitted. I'm not 100% sure what that was. If you haven't checked out our Stephen Avery case, we do an extensive podcast on the Stephen Avery case made famous in making a murder. And we also do more Murray, very extensive. If you get getting up there in the episode count and other cases that we follow, I mean, there have been breaks in cases that were submitted by online sleuths because they do have a lot more free time than an overworked detective in a cold case unit. And it's always good to have like input from other people with different experiences, different perspectives and things that detectives would never have thought of just because they're so myopic in the case in you know they they all they already have their biases that they don't know about <laughs> they're not aware of their own biases yeah so, that is a yeah that is a phenomenal point and a perfect segue into what i was going to say next are you really psychic maxwell of course that's why i'm here so mark twain had a very interesting quote regarding stupidity and swordsmen <laughs> are you aware of this quote no it's very very famous but Mark Twain said, don't you know, there are some things that can beat smartness and foresight. Awkwardness and stupidity can. The best swordsman in the world doesn't need to fear the second best swordsman in the world. No, the person for him to be afraid of is some ignorant antagonist who has never had a sword in his hand before, he doesn't do the thing he ought to do. Which, this is a perfect tie-in with appeal to authority fallacies as well. Because the criticizers of online sleuths and online sleuthing think that they bring nothing but nonsense to the case, accusing innocent people, muddling the water, and just ca causing more problems than they solve. They seem to forget that Someone, and they, they say, leave, leave all the work to the police. Well, there's a reason certain cases remain unsolved. It's either due to the incompetency of the certain officers that were assigned to the case, 
or in some cases it's due to the bureaucracy where their resources have been stretched so thin they can't afford to work certain cold cases the way they should be worked or there's just no interest there i mean the police departments have to make money and get those speeders on the highways but yeah so someone being an authority does not make them correct or competent in fact if you look at some of these polls and competency at people's professions they're really really scary the majority of people are not competent at their jobs if you look at the different statistics for different jobs i mean it's scary scary stuff i mean there are certain professions where there is a, a higher percentage of competency but for most professions people are just not competent so mark twain's point here is that some some ignorant person who does not know proper procedure for investigating cases that can be a great advantage in solving a case because there are certain hoops and red tape that police officers must navigate and that affects not only their unconscious biases but also it leaves the it closes the doors into certain avenues of investigation and after years or decades on the job they don't even realize that some of these other avenues can or should be explored specifically if those avenues are illegal for whatever way obviously you need warrants you need all these things so if they know they can't get hard evidence they might even refuse to look at certain suspects or certain avenues of cases the the online sleuth does not concern himself with any of these leaving but basically like it's almost like a blank slate you can investigate anything you can speculate anything and you might be able to find the truth a lot better than someone weighed down by a lot of rules and regulations. What do you think? Um, some good points, but I missed a few sentences in the, the last few. Yeah, I mean, even, even if something, so most of the time, let's say a woman is killed, most of the time the husband or the boyfriend did it. Or some of the time it's an acquaintance, a friend, it's usually not a stranger in the case of women being killed, statistically. So that's obviously what police officers are going to look at, and they might be less likely to look at strange anomalies in a case, or they're less likely to think outside the box because, they, like you said, they have their experience. If, if nine out of ten cases they work, it's, it's a very open and shut case. They're not going to look, even if there's a couple of anomalies, they're not going to pay them attention because they've worked so many cases, they just really don't think it's likely and they don't do as thorough of an investigation as some random online sleuth with a lot of free time would do. Yes, agreed. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of, I, I really think the, the most valuable contribution that people can make is that like, is their own perspective. Like, even the ones who, like, who have incomplete information, <laughs> they, they have a perspective on a specific information um, a set of information and then they can uh, dive deep into that without knowing the other stuff which could yes and that could be valuable because if the other stuff is red herrings yeah yeah, then, if, the, if, the, yeah. Well, if the other stuff too like will interrupt their pat thought pattern into diving into this deep yeah it's a good point a good yeah point. so also to mark twain's point also a non-professional since they don't know the correct way it's almost like they haven't been indoctrinated into any kind of system. So their brain works more freely. So their so-called stupidity or ignorance can be a great advantage because it might be some overlooked, obvious thing. In the Maura Murray case, a lot of people speculate that the truth is right in front of our eyes and we just can't see it for whatever reason. 
because we're thinking about it in a certain way. Some kind of, uh, some kind of, I don't know, uh, an unintelligent person, a very ignorant or dumb person whose brain capacity is very low and they can't even process all the extra information. If 90% of that extra information is a red herring, you know, it's almost like Forrest Gump when he goes to play ping pong. Like, he, he doesn't have, a, he's not very forward thinking or, in, or have a large mental capacity so he can focus on just the ball. He might not be the most athletic person. He's not the smartest person. He's not an expert mastermind strategist or sport analyst, but he's just really freaking good at ping pong. It's almost like he doesn't get distracted by all these other things, whereas a professional police officer, especially if they have other cases, they're getting distracted by a million different things. And an online sleuth is almost working comfortably at, the, at their leisure, at their leisure so they're, they can be more calm and focused. And they're not paying paid to do it. There's nothing on the line for them. It's almost like a creative puzzle. And they're just certain online sleuths are just incredibly motivated in solving these puzzles. Yeah, pretty much uh, in what you're getting into or getting to is uh the point of uh detachment and emo emotional detachment from the case yeah so like a lot of the, a lot of these um detectives and officers what if they if they're if they're doing the investigation and they get involved with families and things like that i mean i'm sure over time they, they kind of become in, not indifferent but uh they're they become ice cold to it and they they operate objectively or as ob more objectively than, than a newbie would, but uh, people from from online kind of they kind of approach it like uh, like reading a novel, or you know what I mean, like solving a mystery from far from afar, without yeah. being attached to the case. So I, I I think that's an advantage too with online sleuths is that they um, they they're not. I don't know. Well, maybe some of them do. Will 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 get emotionally attached. Like if you if you read up on Mara Murray's like you know like the stories and stuff. So you, some people do get emotionally attached, but I don't know. Not as much as people are directly involved, I guess. Well, also not just emotional, but let's talk. Let's talk uh, being jaded. Like let's say you're an officer. You've been a police officer for 20, 30, 40 years. You're going to be a lot more jaded than someone just getting into it online, examining all like they're so they're like wide eyed, full of energy and optimism. Whereas someone on the job for X amount of years, they know a lot of cases remain unsolved. They might try hard to solve the case, but it's almost like they have these built in biases, like you said, but also they're a lot more jaded. How does that factor into solving a case when you know there's going to be 50 more cases? Yeah, it's true. Good point. Uh, being jaded can affect your investigation, and people online are not as jaded. You know, someone, some high school kid who just got into true crime, uh, can probably enthusiastically uh, develop some really good theories. Not to mention some, like you said, someone, a high school or a college kid, or even at a college just getting into true crime online and they're just extremely energized and enthusiastic. They have much better research and online capabilities than, you know, a 40, 50, 60 year old police officer. Uh, that's true. That's a good point too. That's right. Um, yeah. Cause like a lot of the, the older folks, like they didn't grow up with online stuff. And, yeah, and it's almost and also also the nature of the job too. If they're always on the street in their cars, you know, eating their donuts, 
Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, you're going there, Maxwell. You're going there with the. I was trying to, I was trying to make a joke and shit, but uh, but uh, no, no, but but no, like uh, the police officers, they're they're always on the street, they're always on the job, um, catching speedsters and stuff, and then come across a murder case. Um, uh, I forgot what my point was. The hell was that? Done? We were talking about the younger generation being better oh, yeah, equipped yeah. to utilize the internet faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they could yeah. just cross-reference. They could yeah. cross-reference 20 different yeah. things, Wikipedia, yeah. Reddit, Facebook, whereas the police yeah. officers kind of, they're not, like the older ones, not the younger ones. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of ones. these, in a lot of these cold cases, these happen in small towns where the, you know, the cold case officers are older. They're not the younger generation. Right, right. They're so, always like the, the 50, yeah. 60 year olds about to retire. So, yeah, yeah, or the private eyes hired in the case that were formerly police officers. Yeah, the older generation is, you know, not to, I mean, I'm sure there are good ones out there, but in general, they're not going to be as quick with pulling info, cross-referencing, uh, getting the opinions of dozens of other people. I mean, the internet has really changed the yeah. game in everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy because, like, these these online sleuths, I mean, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll take photos of Google Maps, they'll, yeah. they'll measure the... Uh, like the distance from this point to that that's point what we do on that's what we do on mindshack i don't know if you forgot yeah. already but oh yeah yeah i know i know i just uh, i've seen it um yeah i mean we you know people make these charts and try to prove their case <laughs> it's kind of fun like, and, like, well not only that but it's almost like uh it's almost you can also compare and contrast with other online sleuths and they can point out holes in, in the theories you might not have seen Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. They they uh they go back and forth. Um, Reddit. So that's yeah, research. that's something. That's something a lone cold case detective might not be able to do because you know they go around, they interview a few people. They might have their own theory, but they don't necessarily work with a big team. And if they do, they don't necessarily work with some an international team. That's what's about the internet. You can have like a hundred or five hundred online sleuths tearing apart a theory, offering points and counterpoints. This could all happen in a matter of minutes. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, talking about all this, I mean, I to the way I look at it now, I mean, I, I know there are departments in like uh, police organizations where there's like online police, like you know, yeah. like, hunting down freaking uh, like pedophiles and things like yeah. that. But um, uh, I think there should be a division with within the police organization where they're talking with redditors and online forums and things like that and kind of just investigating well you know what's you know what's crazy i think that's where ego comes into place a little bit we saw this with strelzen and the, in the maura murray case it's almost like the police they don't want to look bad like so, some high school kid on reddit figured it out and they couldn't i mean how bad does that make them look i really it's unfortunate but it seems like a lot more cases could be solved if this kind of ego not just in the in i mean this is in every industry for whatever reason, people are just so driven by ego, they would rather fail than have someone else look better than them or make them look bad. Hmm. Hmm. They should, uh, hmm, I think, I guess the perspective should be, they should really look up to the online sleuths, I guess. Like, they should, uh, they should have more respect for, towards it. Yeah, but they don't, and a lot of people, a lot of cases remain unsolved, so... I mean, it's almost the same thing, like in the me in the medical field, like the holistic online bloggers who like cured their own diabetes or whatever. They don't have any respect. They say all that stuff is fake, and you got to go to a real doctor because not only do they not want to lose the money, it's almost like they don't want to lose face because 
is there really a need for the for, other than emergency room surgeons and things like that? Other than that, like for general practitioners, if you could just be healthy with nutrition and these holistic cures, natural cures, why go to a doctor? It almost invalidates their entire field. If anybody can solve a case on Reddit, it almost, you know, like not 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 the emergency response officers, but the detectives, the cold case units. If people can do it, if random high schoolers can do it better online, it almost invalidates their entire profession. So they can't have that. It's a lot easier to just have cases remain unsolved. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it like, mm, yeah, that that is kind of weird because I can see how their ego would work. Like, man, some high school kid just solved the case, and I'm here getting paid like fifty, seventy, eighty grand a year. Yeah, doing this investigations and working my butt off, and some high school kid just kind of solved it or gave clues to you know yeah. solving it. Uh. I can see how they would I can see how they would just dismiss it or they oh that we already thought of that and that's how we for I don't know something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure that happens they, all they, the time they probably yeah, they probably would not give credit publicly. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Which actually brings me to my next point because this is mind shock and we have to go over every avenue. When a police officer is responsible for the crime and there is some kind of conspiracy, even if it's only two people or three people, how likely are detectives to think that another officer was responsible for the crime, especially if it's one of their buddies or someone they know or that's held in high, high esteem or in prestige? How likely are they going to be to investigate this other officer? Whereas an online sleuth, they don't care. They just, they, they can be more neutral and objective. They're like, well, if it was this, it was this. And they honestly and objectively examine every avenue. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they can look at the timeline and stuff. Like, this officer was here at this time, but he was coming from here. That means he was the only officer that was there, that kind of thing. Yeah, and how likely, <laughs> so it's almost like an institutional type ego or the uh, the blue wall, as it's called. Like, even in the Moore Murray case, like, it's it's kind of strange how Certain so the private investigators, a lot of them were former police officers. They seem to think there was no way an officer did it, but it's kind of weird. Like they don't even say why there's no way. They're like, oh, there's silly, there's no evidence for it. But did they actually try to find evidence? It's like, did they examine neutrally and objectively whether or not another officer could have been responsible? It's like more and more cases are coming out, cold cases from years and years ago decades ago where a police officer was responsible and it, it, it was just so easy for them to get away with it because nobody has, nobody's going to suspect a police officer, especially if he's buddies with the other officers. Like they'll just take his word. Oh yeah. I was, you know, I was just drinking beers at home, watching TV. I wasn't even in the area. They're like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And they never even investigate him. It's almost like, uh, who's going to police the police. Like it's supposed to be internal affairs, but there's, you know, if anybody's researched exactly how they work, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like nobody wants law enforcement to look bad. So if they are responsible or even just plain old incompetent, that for some reason, there's like a lot of pressure for that not to be exposed. Whereas online sleuths, they're more neutral and objective. They have no vested interest in protecting police officers per se. If they're just after the truth, they're just after the truth. How much of a factor do you think that plays into it in the percentage of cases, however low, where a police officer might have been involved? How often are other officers going to take that seriously? Yeah, exactly. So 
circling back around, do the pros outweigh the cons in the world of online sleuthing? That was a question, Maxwell. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, I think the uh, there are more advantages to sleuthing, I guess, just because uh, it spreads the name around, it spreads the awareness of the case. Yeah, awareness of the case. Um, especially to put pressure on law enforcement, especially in cold cases where there might only be one or almost or none or no officers assigned to the case. There's a lot of people that are missing. There's a lot of crimes unsolved. So uh, it's almost like, yeah, that's a very good point. The, the, the awareness alone that online sleuthing provides, I think most people with compassion for the families of these victims of crimes or missing persons, they would say that the pros far outweigh the cons of inconveniencing people or even accusing innocent people. I don't know. Any final thoughts on that? I think I've said everything. Um, yes, uh, yeah, it's... I think uh, the internet changed everything, and the iPhone, and the mobile phone. Yeah, so very good points on perspective, and certain people were being an idiot who doesn't know any, a lot about a case, that could actually be a benefit in certain situations where you might be able to see something that other people can't see, even though it's right there, right in front of you. So a lot of things to ponder as usual on Mind Shock, and we hope you enjoyed another episode of Mind Shock True Crime. If you like the podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you like the podcast, hit the like button. Feel free to share it across social media platforms. Questions, comments, thoughts, suggestions, insults, just drop them in the comments section. Like our Facebook page. You can also check us out at Twitter, Reddit, Patreon. This is Bruce McGuire signing off. And Maxwell Powers. See you guys next time.